Hello, kings and queens. We are on the third episode of the Let's Talk Facts podcast. And in this edition, this is an amazing interview with Tina Anasari, author, entrepreneur and performance coach. I'm not going to lie. I love all of my interviews and this interview I loved especially also. This was an amazing interview. I learned every one of my interviews, but this one I learned so much from Tina and make sure to fully focus on what she has to say because she gives a wealth of knowledge splashed around throughout the whole episode. So guys, even as she said, if you're looking, you're a young person, maybe even an adult, and you're looking to reach out to her for some advice or anything like that, her Instagram, her book, she's got a new book out too. I need an hour of motivation. Jonas Andrew Phillips helps me avoid desperation. There's two facts to rebuild a nation to make us strong and hold a bond full of brothers and sisters. Tell the future we can build whatever we wish to. Put your mind on the map, eyes on the prize. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. The Let's Talk Facts podcast. And just looking at the agenda for this podcast, I'm extremely excited for this one because we have an amazing entrepreneur on this podcast right now. Would you like to introduce yourself and what you do, please? Lovely. Hi guys, my name is Tina Ansari. Um, I'm a performance coach and director of TA Recruitment and Consulting, which is a talent acquisition and recruitment company. Um, and myself, I've been in recruitment for over 15 years, been into coaching and personal development over a period of 10 to 15 years as well. Um, and so, yeah, I've been in, in entrepreneurship, I would say over the last three years. And I'm just an individual that is very passionate about helping other people, helping specifically for them to discover their purpose and also to become entrepreneurs. But most importantly, we've become an entrepreneur, actually um, understanding the importance of legacy and giving back to others um, and connecting with people to also help them find their purpose as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Tina. So what was the catalyst that made you want to do what you wanted to do? Um, I honestly feel like it was something that I've been called to do. When I say calling, I believe that it's, you know, God specifically asks me um, to really go out and go and help people. Um, and when I say that, what I mean is, for example, with my recruitment company, I remember when I finished uni um, and I initially planned to go into teaching and I went to go and do a placement and then I realised that actually teaching wasn't for me. And at that time, there wasn't really a lot of support available to, for me to really sit down and speak to someone about my career aspirations and my goals and my dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I went, I went through a kind of difficult journey at the time, really to really discover who I was, what my purpose was, you know, how I kind of saw my life um, progressing. And that was a really tough time. And as I went through life, I realized that there was a lot of people around me who were experiencing the same things. People didn't know really what they wanted to do in life. They didn't know um, how to excel in certain areas of their life. And they didn't know how to start a business. And I thought to myself, you know, I honestly feel that God has called me to really go out and go and help people. Um, and that's why I usually use the analogy of sowing a seed. So when I talk about sowing a seed, um, it's, it's in regards to helping people and giving back the tools that we need um, and the resources that we need to be able to be successful in this life and go out and go and pursue um, our dreams and aspirations. But I do honestly believe that it was the need of the people that really pushed me to to really tap into my business and 
becoming a performance coach is having that humanitarian approach of, um, you know, I am my brother's keeper. So if I can help just that one individual, that individual can go on and help 10, 15, mm-hmm. 20 other people. And as a community, we can work cohesively um, and we can work in love and harmony. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So Tina, would you see, do you think that you see not knowing your purpose for a short while as a blessing or would you see would you see it as a negative thing? I think not knowing your purpose in the short term is a positive thing because mm-hmm. it takes you on a journey. And when you go on that journey, you begin to discover who you truly are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really don't want to spend too much too long on this because you know I, 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 there's so many different layers to this. But you know when we come into this world, we are kind of conditioned to believe that we're something. So for example, you feel that you're on this earth to do a nine to five, and then after you do a nine to five, oh actually let's let's go back even further. You are conditioned to go to school. You go to school. You get your qualifications, you get a job, you start a family, and then that's essentially it. So we are conditioned to live in a certain way. Um, And unfortunately, that's not really what life is about. We are here for a purpose, and we're here for a reason. The word purpose has been thrown around a lot. And when I'm talking about purpose, I'm specifically talking about the reason why you were great, the reason why you are on this earth. And everybody has a calling mm-hmm. and it is it, it may be in, in in different ways but every single one of us are here for a reason and so our purpose takes us on that journey to discover what that reason is and it's actually such a beautiful thing mm-hmm. um it's also a very painful thing as well because you're kind of roaming in the dark initially you're kind of thinking okay um i don't understand what i'm supposed to do but in that in that journey you actually begin to discover yourself and you begin to refine your talents when I say refine your talents let's say for example your purpose is to help people but that particular talent is maybe through singing Um, and as you go on that journey you begin to refine your um, your singing begin to refine your talents you begin to refine who you are Mm -hmm. and as you do that you begin to meet people you get connected to specific people. You get um, connected to specific places as well. And so it takes you on a journey and on a um, trajectory that really broadens your understanding and enlightens you. Um, and as that happens, you are now being able to be in a position or in a posture where you can actually help other people to now discover their purpose and mm-hmm. who they are. Mm-hmm. Um so it's all about everything that, you know, all, all, all the, the, the journey that we go on is really about connecting us with other people. Mm. And once we know who we are, we can go on to help people to discover who they are as well. Mm. Exactly. And that's the thing about it, because I think that if somebody knows is born straight away, say they're like 11 years old and they know their purpose already, they're going to probably th- become quite arrogant because they'll already be doing what they enjoy doing they'll be probably good at it because they would have worked on that craft heavily and then they would miss out all the other stuff that happens in your journey they'll miss out well they'll obviously go through a little bit of failures but they'll skip through that and they'll think they're sick they'll miss all the networking events and stuff like that think that they're sick and they don't need anybody else so that's another reason why it's a blessing if you don't know if you get to 20 and you don't know your purpose it's not that deep it's not a big thing because you still have your life ahead of you and I think that's something we all need to think about. We don't need to panic. I remember when I was younger, I was like, oh, even I'd say when I was 16, someone said to me, Jonas, what's your talent? Because they already found their purpose. I didn't. 
And I was like, oh, what is my purpose? Oh, man. I was I was like, oh. But I didn't, it didn't stick in my head for a long... I st- it stuck in my head for like, probably like five seconds. And I was like, oh, it will come one day. And it came to me. Well, it, this might not be my purpose, but I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So if I'm impacting people, as you said, and helping people... Say I went on a journey and doing what I'm doing right now. I'm telling people and bringing on highly effective people like yourself onto the podcast so we can tell our experiences so they can think, okay, so if I do this, if I conduct myself in this manner, I can miss this little hurdle mm-hmm. that is unnecessary. That's the thing. We all need to be yeah. giving yeah. back, giving back, giving back. It is. And I think I think as well with purpose, a lot of people think their purpose is to make money. Now, I'm not saying we don't need money. We do need money. We need money um, to navigate through certain things. Mm. Um, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, when you're when we're talking about purpose, we're not talking about monetary gain because a lot of the time, when you actually operate in your purpose, you don't initially make a lot of money mm-hmm. because it's not about the money; it's about the people. Mm-hmm. And so, I feel like a lot of people have kind of misconstrued what purpose is. They feel like, oh, if I have a thousand followers or how many followers on Instagram, if I, if I, if I'm famous, if I'm, if I'm rich, then I'm operating in my purpose. But, you know, there's a saying that, you know, there's a, there's a popular saying of a popular, um, you know, term that says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? So what does it profit someone to have all this money, have all these riches, but then not being able to actually help the people who are in dire need. Mm. Going back to what I said before, purpose is about really connecting with the people that are lost, the people that are broken, the people that don't know what their purpose is, the people that have no hope. In fact, most people who in this in, in this world today don't actually know what they're going to do day by day. They have no purpose. They have no direction. They have no vision. Mm. And so... For those leaders, those ones who do know what their purpose is, we are there to help those discover what that is. Mm-hmm. But remember, it's not about the money. That is not the be on or an end of what we're trying to do. Because at the end of the day, you can't take the money with you to the grave. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. it's about legacy. When you when you leave this earth, what do you want people to remember you for? And for me, I want people to remember me as that person who was able to help, support, assist, guide and lead and lead with integrity mm-hmm. you know i might not be a millionaire but i'm someone who has morals who has values who has integrity who's helping the poor is helping the brokenhearted who's helping people who are trying to excel in their business mm-hmm. that's what i want to be remembered for and that's what we have to keep at the forefront is that we are here for a purpose we're here for a reason and remember that purpose does not equate to being rich Purpose does not equate to being famous. If you can just touch one person, you've been able to touch a multitude. So that's what we have to keep mm-hmm. at the front of our minds. Exactly. It's when we're helping people, we need to look at the bigger picture because we may think that we're just helping yes. one person, but that one person can help their kids and their mentees. And then it's just, it just affects a whole community, a whole empire. That's, it's powerful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, even with me, when I was starting off, I, I did, I guess I got stuck in that kind of, that fragmented mindset of, oh, we you know, only coaching one person at the moment. And I realized that that one person turned into 10, turned into 20, turned into a thousand. So at the moment, I support, I've supported over a thousand people over a span of 15 years, which is a blessing for mm-hmm. me. 
and I take none of the credit. I honestly believe I've been blessed to be in a position like this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, it started off with just one and then it grew. But I didn't get, I didn't allow myself to get trapped in the kind of mindset of, you know, I just need to be out there and, and, and be famous and be this and be that. No, you know, every single one that I've touched, I know that they've gone on to go and touch other people's lives as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. Fantastic. And as an entrepreneur, I want to ask this question because a lot of viewers say they want to be an entrepreneur. But can you tell the viewers and the people watching, the people, other people watching, the adults and everybody, shout out to you guys. Can you tell them what's the main key, in your opinion, to starting to start up a successful business? Okay, so entrepreneurship um, is once again a term that I thought everyone is really on the heels of at the moment is I want to be entrepreneur. I want to be entrepreneur. And what I always encourage people to do is do extensive research into what entrepreneurship is. For example, just Google the word entrepreneurship and break down what that means to you. Cause it means something different to everyone. Um, so my top tips for entrepreneurship is first and foremost, what is your why? Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? Going back to what I mentioned before, if it's about money, you're not going to last mm-hmm. unless me being brutally honest. It can't just be about money. It can't just be, oh, you know, I want everyone to know what I do. It can't be about that. There has to be a why. And the why, the root cause of the why should be about people, being able to impact people, being able to provide value. So that's what I would say is, is break it down and understand why you want to be an entrepreneur. Second, I'd also say that, you know, my tips for entrepreneurship is really about having an efficient mindset. And when I talk about an efficient mindset is that being able um, to mentally be in, in, in the right place because challenges will come, um, trials will come, tribulations will come, but it's about having a mindset that, is being, that will be able to withstand the trials and the challenges. So having a mindset of saying, it doesn't matter what I go through, I'm going to use it as a learning curve. I'm going to mm-hmm. learn from my failures because you will go through failures in entrepreneurship. You are guaranteed, but it's used to refine you, it's used to mold you, it's not used to, to, to destroy you. So you have to have an efficient mindset that comes from a perspective of no matter what I go through, the challenges, the trials, I'm going to use it positively. I'm going to use it as feedback and kind of mm-hmm. flip it around and use it to aid my growth. So efficient mindset. Um, also, going back to what I said about identifying what your purpose is, your business should be aligned with your purpose. Mm-hmm. It works hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So aligning your vision and your purpose and identifying what your purpose is um, and using your business as as um, a vehicle that you use to reach people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's what I would say that kind of the top tips are. And also, um, just be willing to learn as well. Be like a sponge, mm-hmm. you know, connect yourself with entrepreneurs who are further than where you are. When I started off, I was so hungry, and I still am hungry. I surrounded myself with people who had their own businesses, and I would call them often, and I would sit down with them, and I would get them to talk about the mistake that they've made. I would get them to give me advice. Um, so I would encourage people to network with like-minded entrepreneurs who have, 
being and and are further along than they are mm-hmm. um and be willing to really humble yourself and submit yourself and really be willing to soak in that information also get a mentor get a mentor mm-hmm. get a coach mm-hmm. um i'm not just saying that because i'm a coach um but i'm just you know you can get mentors um within your local community of people that you know have mentored other people and just try and absorb and soak in as much information as you can do extensive research as well because when it comes to entrepreneurship it's it's a layered it's a layered approach you know Mm. you have to be able to have a resilient mindset you have to know the legalities of business as well for example stuff like having a business account it might sound very um minor but you know these are the things that a lot of entrepreneurs fail on you know it's good having that idea but how do i manage that on a day-to-day basis do i need a team how do i manage my finances um what does my business framework look like who's my target audience what is my usp all those different things you really need to break that down and make sure that you're able to follow that through and taking it step by step so those are the things that I will say. And also having, sorry, <laughs> I'm on and on. I'll stop at this last one. Having a vision. A lot of people don't have a vision. Their vision is very, it is based on a short, short term. I want to have a business. But what does that look like 10 years from now? Mm-hmm. Have a long-term vision. And don't be scared to dream big. Don't be scared to dream big, but have plan a plan in place that is going to help you achieve that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I wanted to touch on a couple of things that you just said, because I think they were amazing. First thing, coaching and mentors. You may think, I don't need no coach, I need a mentor. The One of the best oh. actors of all time, Denzel Washington, has an acting coach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He has an acting coach. Yet yeah, he's made bangers like The Titans. He's made Fences, films like that which are award-winning films. He's made those films and he still has an acting coach. Sometimes it's due to ego. Sometimes people think that they're too good for a mentor. No, you can never not be too good. Trust me. And you don't even need to know your mentor personally. For example, you may not know who Barack Obama is, but you can watch his work and say, hmm, I see him as a mentor to me. I'm trying to be like Barack Obama. Look at Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, I don't think he met Tupac, but he made an album which was the letter to Tupac. And on the last song, he sat down and got an old recording of Tupac that had never been released before. He's having a conversation with him, talking about how your you, the legacy you left behind Tupac and one of the offsprings off of that. So you don't need to know them personally. If, if you admire their work, even my friend Jaden, he, he, I'd say Tupac mentors him because Tupac's his favourite rapper. And the way Tupac is, I see it within Jaden. And I see the way Kendrick's within Jaden as well. So that's that. And next, role models and mentors as well. This kind of falls into mentors too. As Tina said, network with entrepreneurs. If you don't know how to find any, there's an app called LinkedIn. Just type in entrepreneurs in London and you can ment- and you can talk to some. Don't be too scared because I know people are going to say, oh, it's not that easy. Trust me, it is. Because the worst thing that they can say is no. And no stands for next opportunity. You've got to shoot your shot. Because if you shoot your shot, then... There could be a yes, there could be a no, but you at least you'd know yourself. If you never shoot your shot, the answer will always be a no. So you could be missing out on you could be missing out on your purpose. It could be right in front of you, but you're too scared to take that shot. So you've got to make sure you always go for it. And what I would say on, on top of that as well is you've got to eliminate every single strand of fear. Because I feel like a lot of people 
have great ideas, but they're scared to step out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and fear, you know, if, for most people that know fear is, you know, acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. Mm-hmm. Fear is something that's in your head and you have to get past that. You have to be able to have the hunger and drive. When I'm talking hunger, you have to say, like you said, I'm going to go on LinkedIn and I'm just going to approach people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to networking events, setting yourself specific targets. You know, even myself, I do to this day, set myself specific targets. Okay, I'm going to go to at least five networking events this month mm-hmm. and I'm going to make sure I connect with at least 10 people. Mm-hmm. But when I connect with them, I'm going to make sure I nourish those relationships. So I'm going to follow up on that conversation I had with them. Mm-hmm. But just, just being fearless. And I think that's something about me is I'm not claiming that I'm, I'm the most, I'm the best entrepreneur in the world because I'm, I'm always in student mode. I'm always learning. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, I'm a very fearless person. You have to be fierce. You have to be willing and ready to jump in the deep end and say, you know what? I don't care what happens. I don't care. I'm jumping in. Mm-hmm. It's, it's do or die, basically, you know? Um, so, yeah, I'll say eliminating every single strand of fear and being re- being willing and ready to connect with those vital people because there's certain keys. And like I said, I don't I don't want to talk too much because it's, there's so m- many things when it comes to kind of entrepreneurship that there's keys mm-hmm. uh, um, to open certain doors. Um, and you have to be able to connect with those people who have those keys. Um, they're often called gatekeepers. You have to connect with those mm. people to be able to take you to that new level. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I want to use an example quickly of someone that we both know, Danielle. So if you don't know who Danielle is, everybody who's watching, Danielle is a young lady. She's 17 years old and she hosted a youth entrepreneurship event. And I knew Danielle before she hosted this event. And she told me she had this idea. And I was like, cool, you, you can do it. Trust me. And she DM'd so many entrepreneurs, so many, he's telling them that she had this event and loads of entrepreneurs came to the event. This was her first ever event and she's 17. She eliminated fear. And now the network that she has, at the age of 17, the network that she has is beautiful. So shout out to her, everyone just be like that, be fearless like that. If you really want something, you gotta go for it. Yeah, shout out to Danielle. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy you brought that up because when she approached me, she was bold. And mm-hmm. so I was, I was kind of, I was like, okay, who's this? Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, and I said to her, how old are you? She said, 70. I said, wow. And just that alone, I said, I, I'm going to be there. I said, I don't care what I'm doing that day. I'm going to be there because I see your passion and I see your hunger and I see your drive. And just based on that alone, I have to be at your event. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a, a, an amazing and a, 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 one of the best examples that you could use mm-hmm. because, yeah, she had no fear. She went for it. She went for the target. So, yeah. I even saw her in Jay Huss's, one of the best rappers in England. I even saw her in his comments, commenting, asking if he could come. So, oh. see, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter how big somebody is. You, got, you never know. They could turn up. They could turn up. You yeah. never know. Yeah. Exactly. And, Tina, before the, our first break, I'd like to ask you this question also. So, could you tell the audience the pros because there are a lot of pros to be an entrepreneur, but there also are some cons. So could you explain some of the pros and cons of being an entrepreneur, please? Yeah, some of the pros I would say is being able to use your your natural gifts and your talents, um, you know, being able to activate your purpose, um, being able to help people and provide value as well. That is something that money can't buy. Being able to help people. I mean, I have people that I've helped over 10 years ago, over five years ago, 
um, that I'm still in contact with and they tell me, Tina, thank you. And once again, it isn't about me, but when I hear that, it, it really motivates me and encourages me to continue to do what I do. So being able to help others, um, provide a positive impact and a value as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also seeing your dreams come to fruition. So seeing your dreams come uh, alive. I remember when um, years ago, when I first thought about writing a book, um, and at the time it was just it was just a vision, it was just a dream, and I said I have to do this. And when I actually saw my book printed, and once again I had uh, someone from Sweden who contacted me who read my book, and it just it just it just set a light of fire in me because I said, wow. It went from typing up, um, you know, the book on word format, and then it was actually printed and released, and now people are reading it. Mm. That's something once again that you you can't, money can't buy. Is seeing your dreams, things that you've, you know, you've sat down for hours working hard and 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 put so much commitment and time into actually come alive. Mm. That is something that you know it's just amazing. And so those are the pros. Um, and with anything, obviously, there are cons. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say the cons to entrepreneurship is the sacrifice that you have to make. I don't work a nine to five like the average person. I work every day, um, every hour that God sends. Even if I'm not working physically, I'm always thinking of a, a new plan. I'm always thinking of mm-hmm. a strategy. I'm always um, connecting with people. So I'm always working. Um, and that's the sacrifice that you have to make. You can't do what you want to do. There's times that I want to just chill and be like, okay, well, I don't want to do work today, but I can't afford to do that. And so there's a sacrifice, a level of commitment and dedication that you have to put in. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, once again, navigating through difficult challenges, which which which, which are destined to happen. You will go through difficult times, um, and it's being able to navigate past those difficult times as well. Mm. Also, entrepreneurship can be quite lonely at times as well. Um, I want to let people know that sometimes you have dreams and you would tell the people closest to you, you know what, I think that I've been called to do this. I think um, I have this idea and I think it's going to be great. And sometimes, well, more than likely, people are going to say to you, you're crazy. People are like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, don't see, I don't see that happening. What do you mean you're going to, um, you know, launch this app? You know that doesn't sound right so you have to be able to to be able to i would say be willing to go through a lonely journey that that doesn't mean to say that there's not going to be people that are going to support you they will but sometimes initially the people who you thought would support you don't because they don't see your vision and that's what people have to understand your vision is your vision initially Mm -hmm. you see you have the lens to see other people may not because mm-hmm. they might be too close to you. So it's about understanding that you have to be ready to go through a lonely journey at times um, until you get connected with those people who can who can really equip you with those tool and, tools and resources. So be willing to take a lonely journey is, is the cons. Yeah. And the whole thing about that is that some people that you're close to, they don't want to see you fail. That's why they'll mm. be like, that's why they will be like, don't do that. A lot of people... Even sometimes it'll be your, it can be your family, it can be your friends, it could even be your teachers at school. You tell them your vision, they'll be like, nah, nah, it's not going to work. Because they don't want to see you fail, because they don't understand that fail stands for first attempt in learning. And in life, we're always learning. So 
there's always going to be failures. If you look back at your life, I bet you you find loads of times you flopped at something. But it's life. It's, everyone's going to flop. So, guys, we can't fear failure. We can't say we're scared to fail. No, we've got to be excited for failure because, as you said, it's feedback. And we're getting that feedback to see, okay, let's reflect on what didn't go well, make the necessary adjustments, and let's smash through and smash this goal. That's what you've got to exactly. think. Exactly. And also... Um, what... and, 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 yeah, that's, that's the beautiful thing mm. about, about life in general is that uh, if, I hadn't, if I hadn't made mistakes, I don't like using it. I don't like using the word mistakes. So I, I, and once again... The word I use is, you know, feedback. Mm -hmm. If I hadn't been through those different situations, I wouldn't be here today and be able to to give advice and guidance to other people. So I would say that your mistakes or your feedback actually qualifies you to be in a certain position. Mm -hmm. As a performance coach, it's impossible to help people if you haven't been through those similar circumstances. Mm -hmm. A lot of people look for qualifications academically but in life, what qualifies you is being able to go through the tough times, being able to go through those challenges, being able to get those, you know, different elements of feedback and say, actually, you know what? I'm going to flip this around. Mm -hmm. Now I know what to do. Now I know, okay, I'm not going to go down that road. I'm going to go down this road. Yeah. Um, and so you also, when you're able, when you're helping people, you're able to identify what those crooked roads look like and to steer them away from those roads. So yeah, everything in life is is about learning and always be in student mode. Be ready to learn. Mm. No one knows it all. I don't know it all. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows it all. We never know. Even to the day that we leave this earth, we will never know it all. But we're continuously learning. And that's why you always have to expand your mind and be ready and willing to suck in those, those, those gems. Because I feel like every day there's gems that sometimes we, we don't actually see. Um, but always being ready to say, oh, you know what? That's right. And then being able to explore and go deeper and find out more. Always be ready and willing to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I, mental. I was thinking before you even said about what qualifies you in life is the, the hard times and the feedback. It's a mental qualification. I was just thinking that it's a mental qualification. It's not physical yeah, as yeah. in paper form, but it's mentally because mentally you yes. already know. Okay, I've I've had this hurdle before. Let me jump over that because that's easy. What's the next one that should actually take me out of my comfort zone? And sometimes also people don't like people will tell you don't do this, don't do this, because they don't have the same they don't have the same drive and hunger as you. They don't want to. They they they're just fine with living an average life without taking any risk or anything like that. But you're not, and they they thinking this all in their head. Oh. If they're trying to do it, and I'm not, then why should they do it? That's what people legitimately think. Some people think that way. We need to be past that and be like, you know what? It's my vision, as you said. It's my dream. I gotta keep it to myself. It's mine. Nobody else's. So I got. It's like what Will Smith said. Will Smith said in that film, "The Pursuit of Happiness." He said it was Chris Gardner actually, but he said, "It's your dream. You gotta protect it. It's nobody else's. It's your responsibility to protect that dream." Yeah, and also, I mean, most people, when they do kind of come with the limiting beliefs and the negativity, it's usually a reflection on them and not you. And it took me a long time to learn that. Mm. Most people are going to say to you, you can't achieve your dreams or your vision because they're scared to achieve theirs. And so it's, it's a reflection. Um, so like you said, you have to really guard your dreams and your gifts and you have to protect it at all, all costs mm -hmm. um, and understand that 
it's yours. You, you're the carrier. So it's up to you to activate it. It's up to you to bring it to fruition. No one's going to do it for you. You've got to dig in deep and bring it out. It's, mm. like, it's like a hidden treasure that you have to bring out. Um, and no one can do it for you. And you have to be able to block out those negative thoughts. Even I always say as well to people, sometimes as well, um, it's not the people that our worst enemy is ourselves. It's those limiting beliefs mm. that we have in our head that tell us, do you really think that you're going to make it? Um, and I remember I, I used to have those thoughts quite a lot because I'm in, the only person in my family who's an entrepreneur, the only person in my family who's who's, who's got a business. So I used to think to myself, well, um, can I really do this? I mean, no one else has done it. I don't know what it looks like. Um, and once again, that's linked to fear. But you have to be able to eliminate your own demons within and your own limiting thoughts within because most of the time we're our own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take our first break. Right, Tina. So now I have a would you rather for you. And the first would you rather is, would you rather have a million pounds right now or get a thousand pounds weekly until you die? And why? Wow. Okay. Good question. Um, so I think for me, uh, you have to look at when it, when it comes to monetary uh, value, I guess I look at it from a wealth perspective. So for me, um, wealth is a, is a mindset. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it, start, it starts from that. So I don't know if I would look at a necessarily a monetary value in that sense of acquiring money, but I would more look at it from a wealth perspective of being able to acquire knowledge um, because knowledge is something that people can't steal from you mm-hmm. and it's something that you're able to pass on to others that has longevity and also a legacy so I would look at it from a wealth mindset mm-hmm. um, and being able to acquire maybe one million pounds worth of knowledge if that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so that would be, that would include like all the books all the online courses and stuff like that that yeah. you can buy with that yeah yeah, yeah all the courses all reading reading and and i say this as well i was someone who did not like reading people would probably think it was either you wrote a book so mm-hmm. <laughs> i was that possible honestly i didn't um and it took me a long time to get into reading but when i did i was like wow mm, um and going back to what i said before about being a sponge and taking all this knowledge in i would read different books i'd read books on leadership i would read books on purpose um and nowadays technology is so advanced guess what you can do audio reading as well audio books mm-hmm. so as you're going as you're you know out and about in your busy day you can listen as well um uh, so you don't have to necessarily just sit down and read a book so yeah wealth is so important and once again it's just not about monetary gain it is about how you're feeding your mind and passing that knowledge on that's true wealth mm-hmm. nice yeah Next one is, this is a bit, of a bit of a funny one. Would you rather only be able to whisper or only be able to shout? Oh, that's a difficult one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, I guess what comes to mind in saying that is what is, is power. So what would give you more power, whispering or being able to shout? And when I say power, is being able to have a voice. Um, so I would say being able 
to shout, I guess. Um, mm. But being able to shout from the standpoint of being able to have integrity and morals and having a clear, concise message. And I think a lot of people need to understand what their message is. We all have a voice, we all have a story, but what is your message to the world? And are you willing to shout from the rooftops and be bold and say what it is? Mm. Are you passionate enough to, 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 to be bold and say, this is what I believe in? Um, because I feel like sometimes we see things going on, maybe in our local community, within our household, but we're too scared to stand up and actually say, no, this is not right. Um, so being able to shout, but be able to do it in a, in a place of confidence, having a clear, concise message, um, and having a story to tell. Because through story, when we share our stories, rather, there's healing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're able to exert our power, but we're able to, to help other people. So I would say shout rather than whisper, especially in this day and age where I feel like a lot of people have been called to be leaders, but we need to shout from the rooftops and shout um, and be bold with what we believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, and not whisper, not not be scared, not be timid, but shout and be bold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the final one is, would you rather never be able to watch a film again or never be able to watch a TV show again? Never been able to watch a film again, I would go with, but the film is in your mind. So the film is the vision. That's mm. that's that's that, that that's what I would um describe as the, the film. Mm-hmm. The film that we really need to be watching is the film of our life. How do you want your life to end on this earth? Mm-hmm. And the film of your life comes through different excerpts and that's through your vision. So being able to really clearly see what the vision is and as you go throughout your life is to live out the vision which is the film mm. so mm. yeah the film the film is, is is I would go with the film is and I'll encourage people around that as well is what is the film of your life you know many people talk about use and use the analogy of rewriting your life story or, or being able to see okay through everything that I do, I want to be able to to live out, you know, my purpose and, and my calling. And so when I leave, that will be left with the people who are coming after me. Mm-hmm. So now I wanted to ask you about this. Now this I've been excited for since you told me about this. Could you explain to the audience the concept of strategic performance setting, please? Lovely. Okay, so when I think most people are common with the term smart goal setting. So specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time bound is something that is a um, a term uh, that that most people use. Mm. Um, and my only problem with that is most people set goals. So if you look at, for example, um, New Year's resolutions, perfect time, end of the year. Um, start setting goals. Okay, next year is going to be a great year for me, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that, and you write all your goals down. And even if they are smart goals, after about three months, or after usually during this time, usually March, actually usually the end of February, March, people realize that they haven't achieved the goals that they've set in place. Now, what performance um, strategic goal setting does? It actually turns that on its head. So it's actually taking it a step back. It says, okay. This is my long-term vision. This is my long-term vision. This is what I want to do. This is what my purpose is. 
So not just setting goals for setting goals sake, but actually looking at what my purpose is, looking at my long-term vision and my long-term objectives, and how do I actually execute that? So everything about, every goal you're going to set is how you perform, and you rate yourself out of a one to 10, is how do I perform um, based on these goals? So for example, one of your goals is networking. You will say, I want to network with X amount of people. These are the places that I want to do it. And also I'm going to review it. I'm going to actually going to sit down and review how I've actually been able to interact with those people. What are the outcomes? Um, and um, what value have I also brought to those people as well? Because networking isn't always about what you can just get. It's also about what you can bring to the table as well. You mm-hmm. might think, well, I don't have a business. I don't have a... Even maybe I don't even have an idea at this time. What can I add? Your presence alone and being able to help another person is providing value. So you might not be able to provide monetary value to that person, but saying, actually, um, I can do your admin for you. Or um, next time you do an event, I'll be happy um, to be the person that greets the guests. Mm -hmm. Just always thinking of ways that you can add value. So performance is really... um, really about how you excel, how you perform, monitoring your performance. It's not just about setting goals, but how you do on those goals. If you look at an athlete um, and when they train, they consistently monitor their performance levels to get them ready to when they go to the Olympics or get them ready for the day that they're going to actually perform. Mm -hmm. So everything that we do must be monitored, must be evaluated, and we must rate ourselves. We must examine ourselves um, and be ready, always be ready. I went to a workshop, and actually it was at Danielle's um, event, mm-hmm. and one of the presenters um, said the term, and obviously this is a common term, but it just reminded me of the, of the term of um, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Mm-hmm. We are always in situations where we have to perform. Everywhere you go is an opportunity to meet people. Even going to your local corner shop mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> is, is a chance to perform because you don't know who you're going to meet. Exactly. We are always in, in, in places where we have to perform. We have to speak about ourselves. We have to help people. We have to provide values. So performance is, is, is in every facet of our lives and we always have to be ready to perform at a high level. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You never know who's watching you. Never. Even, for example... You never know. You, you could be at school and in school there's strict guidelines between teachers and students but there could be a teacher that you little did you know they have a side hustle and it aligns with one mm. of your vision and with the moment you leave the school that teacher and you may network and you might start working together that could legit happen but they need to see your work ethic in that environment you have exactly. to you have to play the game until you can change the game that's what you got to do it- Exactly. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, and I was saying this to someone the other day, is, uh, they want to start their own business, but they were saying how um, they hate the job that they want, they're want. they doing at the moment. And I said to them, do you understand that your job is, at the moment, you may hate it, but that's the training ground and mm-hmm. that's the test. Mm-hmm. So if you can't perform at your job now, you can't perform in your own business. And how, and how do I, or, or how do I know that? It's because when I was in recruitment, for 15 years i i used to, there was times i really hated what i was doing but i understood the long-term vision i understood that if i can't manage my clients now how am i going to manage my clients when i have my own business if i don't know how to prioritize my workload how can i prioritize my workload once that increases when i have my own business if i don't know what it's like to wake up at 6 a.m get on a bus um 
you know, and do certain things. How can I do that when I have my own business? So everything that you do, mm-hmm. yes, waking up in the morning um, at 6, 7 a.m. is painful, but everything that you do is refining you and molding you and conditioning you from where you do your own thing. So you have to be able to perform, mm-hmm. even in the trenches, even in, even in the places where you feel like, oh, there's no room for growth here. There is room for growth. Everything is about perception. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, someone is always watching, is always watching. The same people that are watching you now, you're going to need them at some point. You're going to need to go back to them and say, you know what, I have this great idea. Can you give me opportunity? Mm-hmm. So remember, people are always watching and every place you go is an opportunity for you to refine and hone your gifts. Mm-hmm. And depending on how you perform, will determine your outcomes. Mm, exactly. Exactly. And trust me, it's not going to be easy. It will not be easy, but it's disciplining yourself too. Waking up at 6am, it's not easy, but it's discipline. All of it is self-discipline, mastering ourselves. Because as Tina said, if you can't do what you're doing now, how is she going to manage her own business? If you can't wake up in the morning or get to her meetings on time, how are you going to be the one hosting the meetings? Exactly. You exactly. Got, yeah. And it's it's mad when you think about it because everyone and then I bet you do this as well. Sometimes you sit down and you reflect on your journey and you say to yourself, I had to go through that to make sure I got to this place. It all makes sense now. But at the time when you're going through it, it doesn't really make sense to you. But then when you get to a certain position and you look back, I'm not I'm still growing, I'm still growing and learning and doing my stuff. But yeah. from from where I've yeah. from where I've come from and what I've been through. I've looked back at the stuff I went through and I was like, okay, it makes sense now. It makes all it makes perfect sense now. But at the time I was like, what's going on? What's going on here? I was confused. But it's just the beauty of life, to be honest. It's just the beauty of life. Yeah, I, I call I call it the pieces of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. A lot of times in life you think to yourself, Am I really doing this right now? I mm-hmm. do not understand why I'm doing this. This is crazy. Um, but it's once you pass that stage, you realise, oh, I don't understand why I've done that. And then all these different pieces come together and then you get the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and also life is about stages. Um, you can't progress to level two or stage two if you haven't passed level one mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. You have to be able to learn. And, and I always use this analogy seasons in life. There's different seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and every season teaches you something, teaches you something new. Mm. And if you can't learn those things in those seasons, you're not going to be able to elevate. You're not going to be able to grow. Even if you look at um, using it from a student perspective, for example, you study, you know, you know, you've got an exam, you study, you study, you study, you study, you study. Then you go to to do an exam. But based on whether you pass that exam will determine on whether you get those qualifications. Mm -hmm. Um, and able to go on and, you know, go and pursue a career in whatever field you choose to. So the same thing applies to life. Um, You know, we study, which is life. Life is our teacher, teaches us. Mm -hmm. Then we have the exam, which is the trials and tribulations. And when we're able to overcome that, we move to the next level. Mm -hmm. So use, once again, use every opportunity as an opportunity to grow, to learn, and to elevate yourself. And then once you do get there, also don't forget those who are coming behind you. And I thought that that has to be mentioned in this podcast as well, mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. no one should ever feel, we should never feel, and I'm putting myself there as well, is we should never feel like we've arrived. 
always look to see who you can help. And that's, mm-hmm. that was one of the reasons I wanted to come onto this podcast mm-hmm. is being able to help people who are maybe starting up where I, where I was before and be able to just give them those mental jewels and help them. Because I always said when I started off is one day I'm going to be able to help other people. That's what I want to do. I want to be able to look back and open doors and help open doors. Because once again, I don't know it all, but help open doors for people who are coming behind me, mm-hmm. the next generation. Because yeah, I see a lot of hungry people as well, but sometimes mm-hmm. they just need a bit of refining and a bit of guidance to get there. And so we must always look back and open doors for the ones that are coming behind us as exactly. well. Exactly. I don't like seeing people that put in amazing work and have amazing potential. I don't like seeing them not reach their true potential when they're putting in all the work and they have the amazing vision because sometimes they don't know where to go. So we need to make sure exactly. that we need to make sure that yeah. even you're in a great position now. I'm still trying to get up to where you are, but I need to make sure that when I'm at your level, there's always so. Even now, even now, there's people I can help. That's why I'm doing this podcast. That's that's why I get people yeah. to come on yeah. because a lot of people don't hear this information. But doing this podcast, it's like I'm the person in between the entrepreneurs and the business people and my fellow young people. So I get so I get people like yeah. you to come on and bring that knowledge to them so they can soon. Be the business people they want to be. Have the confidence to walk up yeah. to anybody on the go Canary Wharf and say, yo, not yo, not yo, but good morning. Please, <laughs> please may I have an opportunity or something like that. Just having the confidence to legit go up to someone and be like, hi, do you have any work experience or internships? And people need to do that. People mm-hmm. need to do that. I don't know. There was a story a, a while ago. I think it was about a guy who Reggie, Reggie Nelson. went to, I think, Kensington and Chelsea. I forgot his name. Is, is it Nelson? Yeah, Reggie Nelson. Yeah, and he knocked on, and he got yeah, a mentor. Yeah, he, he, he just knocked on doors. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I heard, first heard that story, I was like, yep, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Because mm-hmm. you need to, going back to what I said before, you need to have the hunger and the drive. Mm-hmm. And you need to connect with those people. Um, and also, when you connect with them, you have to you have to be able to provide something. You can't just go and think that they're going to give you all the answers. You need to come with something. You need to be ready. So, mm-hmm. yeah, connect with those people. Um, be resilient. Be resilient. Keep on pushing. Because you might get rejected. And that's mm-hmm. another thing as well. Rejection is not denial. Rejection is just telling you, keep on going, keep on pushing. Mm-hmm. Rejection is just testing whether or not or how bad you actually want it. That's rejection. Mm-hmm. And rejection is a beautiful thing, once again, depending on your on your perspective and how you see it. But rejection is just saying, okay, how bad do you want this? Are you really willing to fight for it? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to go hard? Yeah. And so one person knocks you down, say, okay, cool, I'm going to contact someone else. Mm-hmm. Another person knocks you down, say, I'm going to contact 10 more people. Mm-hmm. Because if you, look at, if you look at ratios, if you contact 100 people, you're going to at least get one. Mm-hmm. And that one be the only one that you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tina. No, you, what you're saying is giving me chills, you know. I'm just like, oh, this is too <laughs> sick. I'm just like, this is too sick. Oh, I'm actually... This, this, this is real. This is, this isn't something I've read before. Even though I do read a lot, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm an author... This is life experience. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not coming to you as a, I'm coming more from, I, I'm a professional and I'm a business owner, but I'm coming from life experience. These are things I've learned. Mm-hmm. Going back to what we were talking about before about, um, you know, learning blocks and learning curves and stepping stones. This is things that I've learned. And I'm happy that I've had to learn it the hard way so I can 
teach others mm-hmm. you know that's that's the beauty in life is you're able to to use those those different variables and components and merge it together and give a message to someone else so this mm-hmm. is real you know yeah, this, is, real. this is stuff that i've been through and even still going through as an entrepreneur because it never stops mm-hmm. it never stops yeah and this life like i say I, I say this on most shows so people are probably sick of me hearing it or saying it life is not no joke you know this is serious stuff <laughs> i tell people <laughs> i tell people this isn't a joke you may have thought i took it as a joke when i was younger okay i did take it a bit of a joke when i was younger but now i'm 18 it's not no jo- since i was 17 i was telling people i don't take my life as a joke you know i'm serious my time my money i don't take it as a joke i take this seriously i take it personally when someone yeah. wastes my time I'll never get if, that back. If you take life, if you take life for a joke, life is going to take you for a joke. Life is very mm-hmm. serious, mm-hmm. and and I want to I want to make this specific point is that every decision that you make, it could just be stepping outside of your house today. Mm-hmm. Every decision that you make has a consequence. Mm-hmm. Every decision that you make is sowing a seed, mm-hmm. um, and every seed that you sow, it will reap over time. Whether it's a good seed or a bad seed. Mm. Um, and so you have to be very conscious of decisions that you're making. Yes, I understand. I don't want to give a message of, you know, you can't have fun, you can't live life. You can do all those things, but be conscious of the decisions that you're making yeah. because everything, everything will, grows over time. Everything matures. Mm. And sometimes I look back on decisions that I've made and I've said, well done, Tina. Thank God you done that 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I look back and say, what was you thinking? Yeah. But that's just life. There's, you know, there's, you have to have a balance. You have to have the good and the bad. But I just want, especially the younger generation, to just be conscious of the decisions that they're making mm-hmm. um, and understand that every, every, all your hard work that you're putting, even with you, Jonas, everything that you're doing now, being able to give back to people, it's gonna, you're going to reap what you're doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. And in 10 years' time, you're going to look back and think, wow, I remember when I started that podcast mm-hmm. and look how it's grown now. It's mm-hmm. not just going to be a podcast. It's going to be a TV show. You're going to be tra- traveling the world even more, being able to do conferences and do seminars where you're speaking to thousands of people. Mm-hmm. So this is just the beginning. This is just the foundations. But you've made a conscious decision to sow these seeds. Now you're only 18. Can you imagine where you're going to be in 20 years time? Mm-hmm. My gosh. Yeah, thank you, thank <laughs> My you. gosh. That's that's. When I was 18, I wasn't doing what you was doing. I was still trying to figure things out still. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, yeah. it's, it's a good look. It's mm. really a good look. Yeah, and that leads us into something I ask everybody for the last question. Tina, what are your top three rules for success? Wow. Um, going briefly back into what I kind of merged what I've discussed um, before. So one once again is... Number one, having an efficient mindset is preparing your mind for where you're trying to go, having that vision um, and creating the vision and making it as vivid as possible Mm. um, and following it through. Um, So an efficient mindset, a mindset that is ready to be resilient, hardworking um, and dedicating yourself as well. Um, Number two, identifying what your purpose is and aligning your business with that. Once again, it's not just about monetary value. It is about being able to provide impact, positive impact, and leaving a legacy. Um, And number three, I would say networking as well. Mm. Very, very key. Network with like-minded entrepreneurs who are within your field who can support you and nurture and nourish your growth. Networking, I can't stress that enough. Mm. Um, 
Um, and I'll, I'll just kind of squeeze one more in there as well. It's also, like we discussed before, be willing to learn. Always be in student mode. Be willing, be submissive. And don't think that you know it all. We're all learning every single day. Be mm -hmm. willing and ready to learn and seize opportunities when they come. Don't mm -hmm. let them go past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that the most effective relationships are relationships where it's peer-on-peer -peer mentoring. So as much as you're helping yeah. somebody else with yeah. their growth, they're also helping you with your growth. I think that's very effective. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Tina, thank you so much for coming on to the Let's Talk Facts podcast. It's been sensational. Do you have anything else you'd like to You're say welcome. before you... Thank you for having me. Yeah, anything else you'd like to say before we finish? Um, just in regards to my book. So my book is out now. It's called mm -hmm. Breaking the Chains of Dysfunction. It's on Amazon and Lulu. Um, it's about how we break down destructive patterns that happen in our life. Uh, stuff like childhood trauma, limiting beliefs, um, and how we step out of our comfort zones, how we take those steps, and how we actually step into purpose, um, and how we actually tr truly find who we are and break away from those, those, um, you know, the, those kind of fragmented mindsets that we have as people. Mm. So the book is out now. Um, and also people want to just reach out to me if they've got any questions. I'm on Instagram um, at Tina Ansari. I'm on LinkedIn as well. You can catch me in all different social media handles. Mm. Um, and yeah, just reach out to me. It might just be a question. Um, feel free to reach out to me. I'm always happy um, and willing to give advice and help other people as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you so much, Tina. Everybody, thank you. It's thank been you. an it's been an amazing episode. 